Hello, this is Brian Auten of Apologetics 315, and we are reading The Gospel in the Marketplace of Ideas, Paul's Mars Hill Experience for Our Pluralistic World by Paul Copan and Kenneth D. Litwock. This is Chapter 4, and I'm joined by co-author Paul Copan. Chapter 4 is entitled Our Athens. Paul, what should our readers gain from the chapter entitled Our Athens? Here you also address the use of philosophy, and some might think that's almost a dirty word when it comes to theology, evangelism, or apologetics. What do you have to say about that? Well, what's interesting is that Paul goes to Athens, and he is presented by Luke as someone who is a Christian Socrates. So he's a Christian philosopher. It's, it's interesting that just as Socrates, we read about this in the Apology, he is dialoguing with, uh, with his interlocutors, so Paul is dialoguing. We see Paul, uh, just as Socrates went to the Agora or the marketplace, Paul goes to the marketplace. And just as we read in the Apology of Socrates teaching these strange teachings, Paul is doing the same sort of thing. He's teaching something that's strange or foreign, and he's teaching of other deities, these strange deities. Uh, and again, that was what Socrates had been accused of. So we see all these parallels, and, and there, is, there is this uh, intentional strategy to, uh, to show that Paul is, in a sense, he can compete with the best of the philosophers. Uh, he is bringing, uh, he, uh, he is a, a Christian Socrates who is bringing his message to Athens. So it's, it's, I think, helpful for us to see it in that light because there is not a rejection of philosophy per se. Uh, what Paul does in, in Colossians is he rejects uh, human-based philosophy, a philosophy that is not rooted in Christ, who is the, uh, the you know, in whom, in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And so Paul is one who brings this out. Uh, and, and what we talk about in this, you know, our, our Athens, is we talk about how do we build bridges with people who are unfamiliar with the gospel. So we can learn lessons from church history about how people like Justin Martyr and Augustine benefited from philosophy, and they used the tools of philosophy in the service of the church and of defending the gospel. Uh, and so what we can do in our own day, learning from Paul, is that we can better connect people with the gospel. Often, if they have a philosophical background, we can bring philosophy into it. If they have a scientific background, we can bring science into this. If they're interested in history, we can talk about the impact of the, of the Christian faith in history. We can talk about the historical evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. We can also benefit from other cultural tools that are available for us to help connect people to the gospel because so many people don't take the scriptures as being authoritative. Well, what do you do when they don't accept the, the Bible? When, when you say, the, but the Bible says, and they say, well, the Quran says, or the Book of Mormon says, big deal. And so what we can do is appeal to areas where they do take uh, certain things to be authoritative, you know, the study of history or science or something like that, and, and build bridges. We can talk about things like the Big Bang uh, and the remarkable fine-tuning of the universe to talk about a God who brought the universe into being a finite time ago, who ordered the universe so that it actually can be studied by scientists. And while we can readily acknowledge that philosophy and apologetics aren't the cure-all for the church's concerned, we can say that these are neglected areas that can actually help build up the body of Christ and can help assist in evangelism in the marketplace of ideas. And so we look at certain thought themes that we come across in our own Athens, such as 
postmodernism and relativism, the idea that that's just true for you, but not for me, or emotivism, the idea that we can simply, you know, that this is the way that I feel, and, and that the way that I feel is simply taken as an argument in and of itself, and we need to bring clarity to that sort of discussion. Rather than saying, I feel, we need to talk about content, we need to talk about uh, arguments, uh, not simply how I'm feeling. Uh, or religious pluralism, the idea that all ro religious roads lead to salvation or liberation. Uh, or, or other views like scientism, the idea that science alone can give us knowledge. And, and of course, the view naturalism that, that goes hand in hand with that, that says that nature is all the reality that there is and that there is no God uh, who brought the universe into being and so forth. So those are some of the challenges that we have in our own Athens. And so this chapter gives us some tools to help us connect people to the gospel uh, who embrace these views. Uh, and so we can help to build bridges uh, given these sorts of uh, tools that we have available for us in our own day, just like Paul used the tools in his own day to connect the gospel to the Athenians. Thanks, Paul. And thank you for listening. I hope you will read along with Apologetics 315.